1019 is the date on the calendar, and we are back with you for another hour plus one, if you're lucky, two hours of Southern fun on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern emphasis. I'm John Rawl, your host, and if you join us for the next couple of hours, we're going to have a great time catching up with the news. We've got an amazing story coming from coastal Georgia. All of the fellows that were on the boat, and I assume they were all male, but I could be wrong on that, but that boat that capsized just near the Brunswick and Sea Island area of Georgia, all of them able to get off that boat, thankfully. That's great news. We've got other headlines from across the country that we're going to get to in our look at headlines across the Southland today. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to skip forward to the sports section because speaking of boats, the Tennessee football team is taking on water. And on Monday, Jeremy Pruitt, head coach of the Vols, used a Titanic reference in his press conference. And we'll tell you what that is. Plus, in sports land, yep, at the start of the second hour, we're going to talk about that amazing Monday night football game that happened at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The Saints and the Houston Texans, it was a epic clash to start the season and we'll let you know how it all worked out if you're a fan of the black and gold you're probably smiling today we've got info on that plus college football news we've got injury updates and more to tell you about it we've got nascar news we'll tell you the i think it's 16 nascar drivers that are headed to the playoffs they've got 10 more races on the 2019 schedule and we'll tell you who the guys are that are competing for champion of 2019 in the go fast turn left circuit plus we'll let you know about other nfl transactions here in our sports land yet where we look at all kinds of stuff to start the second hour plus when we go into the second hour our friend matt hermans is going to be back on he's the barrister of not only bodacious barbecue but he's the barrister of big 12 football and we'll get his take on what happened this past weekend with lsu going into austin and winning on the 40 acres against the texas longhorns plus we'll talk about the week three lineup of big 12 games all that when we talk to him about big 12 football and of course we'll get his take on nfl football and what that means when it comes to grilling is there a difference when you go grilling on sunday versus saturday for college games on Sunday for the pro games. What, if any, differences are there when you're getting your grill game on? And we'll talk to the barrister about all that. Now, we want to also let you know at the end of this hour, or this hour right here that you're listening to, we are going to put on our Southern political hat and we're going to welcome in from WBAL News Radio 1090 in Baltimore, Andrew Langer. He hosts a show there and he's also very involved in a lot of political stuff around Washington, D.C. And Andrew Langer is going to be our very special guest in our Southern political report at the end of this hour. So you don't want to miss out on the fun. And to be a part of the fun, we welcome your phone calls and your text and anything that you want to get off your chest. We welcome in here. Our number is 80 three eight one six eleven seventy our email is y-a-l-l show y'all show at y'all.com go to our website y'all.com go to our facebook page that's y'all.com on facebook and like us follow us and every day when we put the show up you'll get linked but also we have incredible stories that are going to be on y'all.com that you can go and study which reminds me Tune in on Thursday when the y'all.com editor Clark Shelton will be dropping in for a little preview of what all's on the site right now. I know one of the cool things that is on the pages of y'all.com, we have a competition of the great college football traditions, and you can go on, read about them, and, and cast your vote. It's sort of a kind of a March Madness bracket 
in the month of September. <laughs> and so we invite you to be a part of that at y'all.com. Check it out. All right, as we get our headlines going here on this Tuesday edition of the All Southern Show, yes, back to the coastal area of Georgia, Jekyll Island, and Coast Guard rescuers pulled the four trapped men alive. We told you about the cap to capsized cargo ship on Mondays, y'all, and now the four trapped men that were there on Monday have been taken in by the Coast Guard after they drilled into the holes, steel plates to extract the crew members more than a day after the vessel overturned while leaving this port of Brunswick port there in Georgia. All four of the cargo ship capsized. The the crew there described as alert and in relatively good condition. They were taken to the hospital for further evaluation. That is great, great news that this entire ship's crew got off this awful awful sinking right there in the harbor three of the south korean crew members came out of the in the mid-afternoon the fourth man who was trapped in a separate compartment he emerged three hours lately uh, later and the rescues followed nearly 36 hours of work after the golden ray this giant ship that carries automobiles rolled onto its side early on sunday as it was leaving brunswick bound for baltimore it had a whole ship full of cars on its and i guess most of most of not all of the crew were from south korea and it's wonderful news that this thing has been the crew at least taken off now it's stuck in the shipping channel closing one of the busiest seaports for shipping automobiles one ship is unable to leave port and four more are lined up outside waiting to come in a statement issued monday by the south korean foreign ministry said that the crew members were isolated in an engine room and that 10 South Koreans and 13 Filipinos had been on board along with a U.S. harbor pilot when the ship began tilting. And the Golden Ray there hopefully will be taken out somehow, some way. I, I know it's a very important port there around Jekyll Island, and we'll see what happens. But the great news is all crewmen are now safe and going to live, we hope, very long and healthy lives. Well, the Bahamas are still reeling from Hurricane Dorian. And we have a story coming from around South Florida that more than 100 Bahamians who had hoped to evacuate to Florida from the islands that were hit by Hurricane Dorian, they didn't have their visas, and they were kicked off this ferry headed to Florida because operators failed to coordinate the mission with authorities. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a statement that the agency requested for the company to coordinate with the U.S. and Bahamian governments to arrange the pre-screening of passengers before departing Freeport, but it failed to do so. And video from a television station, WSVN, shows the Bellaria Caribbean ship traveling to Fort Lauderdale on Sunday with a loudspeaker message saying passengers who didn't have a U.S. visa needed to disembark. I know it's very tough times there, but you still need to have some kind of clearance, I guess, coming over from the Bahamas. I don't know our arrangement between the two countries since they're so close and a lot of commerce goes back and forth between the country of the Bahamas and our country here. But yes, even in a natural disaster, remember most of the Bahamas did not have any problems with Hurricane Dorian. So the logical place for the people who are injured or need help or just need a new start would be to go to a place like Nassau, many hours away, but still in the same country. Of course, many people just want to get away from the Bahamas, period, after this great devastation and a really unfortunate situation. 
Now we know from our U.S. Customs and Border Patrol that we know that according to the Trump administration, it saw a 30% drop in the number of people apprehended at the southern border from July and August amid a crackdown by the Mexican government on migrants traveling north. We know they've really stepped up on the, I guess, Guatemalan border, Mexico's border with Guatemala, and that's making a big difference. Maybe it's Honduras. I'm not sure what that country in the sort of southeast corner of Mexico is. But yes, Customs and Border Patrol, the acting commissioner, Mark Morgan, said at the White House that the percentage of border crossers who were traveling as families also slid a welcome change for authorities who claim adults bring children to the country because the government can't detain them for as long. But it looks like numbers are going down on the southern border. A lawmaker in West Virginia has been charged for kicking a door into a statehouse staffer and elbowing a delegate because he was mad about racist signs at the Capitol. A criminal complaint filed at the end of last week charges Democratic delegate Mike Caputo with misdemeanor battery for the incident in March. Caputo has admitted to kicking the door because he was upset about a display outside the House chamber on West Virginia GOP Day that falsely linked U.S. Representative Iman Omar with the September 11th terrorist attacks. And police said Caputo was talking loud and saying nasty things as he walked up the chamber and forcibly pushed one of the doors, causing it to hit a house doorman. The staffer sought medical attention at a hospital, according to the complaint. But now this politician charged after his angry outburst went physical several months ago to tennessee we go and a lawmaker there in the north of nashville area of tennessee carrie roberts of springfield is a tennessee state senator how about this proposal he supports getting rid of higher education because it argues it would cut off the quote liberal breeding ground and senator carrie roberts of springfield tennessee calling for eliminated higher education while speaking about attending a recent abortion legislative hearing on his conservative radio talk show with which i have not tuned into he specifically called out one activist who testified in favor of protecting abortion rights he asserted that without evidence that the woman's beliefs were a product of higher education and claimed that getting rid of higher education would save america all right roberts also questioned funding higher education with tax dollars He actually voted in favor of the state's $38.5 billion budget earlier this year, which included money for colleges and universities in the volunteer state. But this Republican lawmaker from north of Nashville and Springfield, Senator Kerry Roberts in the news, wanting to get rid of Tennessee's higher education. I don't know how many people would be in support of that, but there's probably a few people out there would say, yeah, let's just shut all the state-funded colleges of Tennessee down. They're not worth a darn. They're teaching all this liberal stuff out there. That's a, a liberal breeding ground is what Senator Kerry Roberts called it here this week. Sarah Palin's in the news. Remember, she was the vice presidential candidate who was going to be with John McCain as vice president if he had won the 2008 election against Barack Obama. Well, guess what? She has had a little uh, unfortunate thing happen to her this week. Her longtime husband, Todd Palin, has now sought a divorce as he's seeking a divorce from his wife of 31 years. Paperwork has been filed, according to sources, citing incompatibility of temperament and seeking to end the marriage to the 2008 Republican vice presidential nominee and former governor of Alaska. This was filed in Anchorage Superior Court at the end of last week, and it only identified the couple by initials, 
but according to sources, the initials, birth dates, and wedding date match the Palins, as does the initials given for their only young child. But sad story, they were married way back in 1988. Sarah Palin became Alaska's governor in 2006, and of course, both became very famous. I know they're not Southern, but since she was a nominee for vice president, sort of a national story here, but it looks like the Palin's heading to divorce court, it appears. Sad story coming from alaska here this week now president trump was in north carolina on monday evening he was campaigning there's a big special election going on in the old north state as republican contender dan bishop who is a state senator has a good chance of winning this election according to a lot of sources here president trump has gone into this area of north carolina hoping that this election turns out red in again this special election president trump held a rally in fayetteville in support of bishop who's facing democratic candidate dan mccready after the 2018 house election was voided this is that crazy vote that's in the area east of charlotte kind of along the south carolina border that remember there was a guy going around getting i guess fake ballots or doing something really crazy president trump tweeted that north carolina vote for dan bishop on tuesday we need him badly in washington his opponent is a far left sanctuary city supporter (laughs) all right remember it was in fable north carolina when president trump was running for president back in 2016 that he had a big rally and that's where the the old uh i think vietnam veteran guy like knocked a guy out or did something crazy like that it's been so many years now but when the trump rallies were kind of getting out of hand it was fayetteville north carolina was really one of the worst ones out there and president trump now is president back there on monday night more president trump news in the news and the woman who was arrested at mar-a-lago for trespassing she's kind of been in the news here lately because this case is now going on in south florida Eugene Jane stalled jury selection after appearing in court this week. And you know what? This is a, a case that going, it's been going on for a while. And she's been accused of lying to the Secret Service about what she was doing there, trying to get into Mar-a-Lago. And uh, you're not going to believe what happened here this week, okay? So Miss Shang, she stalled jury selection after appearing in court dressed in a brown jumpsuit instead of civilian clothes, claiming she wasn't given any underwear. And dressing defendants in civilian clothing is common practice during trials to prevent jury prejudice. And she's from China. She's 33 years old. And she was taken to a holding cell where she was changed into a blouse and khaki pants were found in her hotel room after Secret Service arrest agents arrested her at Mar-a-Lago in March. But yes, once again, she had to stall her jury selection here as she's going to court over a lack of underwear. Golly, there miss zhang uh, and mar-a-lago she some people have said that she might have been some kind of agent I, I think she's just someone who's disturbed if you want to know the truth i guess all this will come out here in court because that's where she's headed to here right now we have more headlines from across the southeast when we come back on y'all we'll tell you about a sad passing of a memphis barbecue legend and a memphis legendary memphis business has just closed its doors for good we'll tell you about all of that and some fun stuff too as our y'all show news headlines continue
Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist. The only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. I was taking a trip out to L.A., tooling along in my Chevrolet, talking on a number and digging on the radio. Back into the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent, y'all.com is our website. And we continue our headlines from across Dixie with a look at Memphis, Tennessee for a few stories. And sadly, Nick Virgo of the famous barbecue restaurant in Memphis, Rendezvous, He's died at the age of 67. He lost his battle with cancer at the end of last week. If you've ever been to Memphis, you're probably familiar with Charlie Virgo's Rendezvous. And Nick was a co-owner of the world-famous barbecue restaurant that I'm pretty sure Prince Charles has dined at. And a lot of famous people, when they come to Memphis, they have to go to the Rendezvous. And unfortunately, the co-owner of that and their dry rub, famous dry rub that goes on the ribs and even into the great dip that they got there and the sausage and cheese plate he's passed away sadly and uh, makes me want to go to rendezvous right now and get a couple of ribs in his honor but yes nick virgo co-owner of rendezvous dead at the age of 67 now sadly a business has died in memphis a business that had been a fixture in the mid-south for many many decades fred's pharmacy chain has now officially filed for bankruptcy and they're going to close all of their stores over the next two months this memphis-based company which was started back in 1947 as Fred said earlier this year, that it was closing more than 280 underperforming stores in 13 states. And now Fred's has filed a motion with the bankruptcy court seeking up to $35 million for a financing agreement with certain lenders. 
and it's going to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and has begun liquidation sales of all of its retail locations, a company that, again, was in 13 of our states, most all in the South, and this discount retail and pharmacy chain going to go out of business now after more than 70 years in operation. That's a, a tough one there for a lot of you who've been loyal Fred's customers through the years. Most of those Fred's have been closed, but I actually saw a couple the other day that were still operating, and unfortunately here in the next two months, those two that I saw will be out of business soon. A McDonald's employee in the New Orleans area has been terminated for getting fired up over some French fries. The worker who was working at this New Orleans area location was recently filmed choking and punching a customer who was allegedly trying to complain about his French fries being cold and requested a new order. And this employee that was there working at the McDonald's, a filming took place on Saturday of this employee. It shows him telling the customer to get out before another employee leads him away from the confrontation. The customer is, however, seen following behind, presumably to continue complaining about his order, at which point the worker turns around, places his hand around the man's neck, and then punches him in the head. What's going on at the Mickey Days and certainly that employee there that's kind of gone out of control? The New Orleans Police Department is investigating the incident. Not a good thing and not a good story here for McDonald's here as an employee there punching a customer over a complaint about cold french fries and i'll tell you i don't want to get punched but the last thing i want to go have at mcdonald's is cold french fries and i bet you y'all agree with me on that and as we conclude our stories from the south here today we'll go to a feel-good story and that is from alabama authorities in ohatchee alabama say a wanted man ran over a sheriff's deputy prompting law enforcement to shoot the man multiple times And then, according to news outlets, a dog led two of the Calhoun County Sheriff's deputies and a Nohatchee police officer into the woods where they found Fred Barksdale inside his truck Monday morning. The officials were looking for Barksdale to serve three outstanding warrants. This is, again, in Calhoun County, right along the Georgia border in East Alabama. Sheriff Matthew Wade of Calhoun County, Alabama, says Barksdale ran over two trees and then a deputy in an attempt to evade arrest. And that's when Sheriff Wade says both deputies and the officer opened fire, shooting Barksdale multiple times. Wade says the deputy suffered injuries to his leg, foot, and back. Barksdale was taken to a Birmingham hospital, Birmingham hospital for treatment, and a woman with a protective order against Barksdale was in his vehicle, not her. But how about this dog leading the officers to the man who was running over a deputy? I don't think this was a canine officer. It was just a dog that was in the community, I guess. Could have been the man, Mr. Barksdale's dog, but a very smart dog, as we call it, a darn good dog coming there from Calhoun County, Alabama, and our headlines from across the southeast. And that will wrap up our headlines from across the southeast, but we're not done having a look at what's going on in the south. When we come back after the break, we're going to take you to the greater Washington, D.C. area. Andrew Langer works at WBAL News Radio 1090 in Baltimore, but he actually lives on the south side of the Potomac. He lives in northern 
Southern Virginia. And we're going to talk to him about what's going on with his kind of his show that he's got on the WBAL, but also what else is going on with him and his conservative principles and his organization that he helps run. We'll find out more about that and just have a great conversation with this guy who's sometimes on the Patriot Channel on Sirius XM, Andrew Langer, our special guest in our Southern Political Report. That is up after the break. You do not want to miss out on the fun. Stay tuned. This is y'all. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard, the bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I'm about to go to jail about this is all I want in this crazy 
picking it up. I go home, want to fight battles. Dog to dying, in hot spring. Dead by the hour. women going crazy, every day they lie by. Y'all talk with a southern accent. Your host, John Rawl. This our southern political report. And we're going to go now to what we call in the south a damn Yankee. Andrew Langer is the president of the Institute for Liberty. He's our special guest. And we're going to have him on because he wears a couple of different hats. In addition to being the president of the Institute for Liberty, which does a great job of letting people know there is a different option out there when it comes to health care. And we'll get him to discuss that a little bit further in a second. He's also a radio host. And you can find him working in Baltimore as he works at WBAL, and we'll get him to kind of give us an overview of what he does there. Plus, he also is on the faculty at William and Mary, the alma mater in Williamsburg, Virginia. And the tribe, of course, has a great, rich tradition here in the South. And we're just happy to have this dang Yankee that's now, we're going to go ahead and claim him as one of our own. Andrew, welcome into the Y'all Show. It's great to be on, John. It's funny because I, I will never forget my uh, my roommate's um, uh, sophomore year was uh, from you know a, a a storied Richmond family, and he said, Andrew, no matter how long you live in Virginia, you're never going to be considered a Virginian. But I've been a transplant in a lot of different places. I mean, I lived on the eastern shore of Maryland for ten years, and there, unless unless you know your family's family's families were born there. You were always considered an outsider, so I'm I'm always used to being the other. I haven't talked to a lot of people that lived on the eastern shore of Maryland, but from what I gather, that's a pretty darn southern area of Maryland. Is that right? Well, sure. I mean, listen, you know, it, Maryland's got a, a very unique history. Um, it, you know, it was it was not a member of the Confederacy, but uh, it was a slave holding state. In fact, uh, Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass were both from the Eastern Shore, uh, and so it, it uh, it's a situation in which um, you know there there it's it's different, right? I mean, a lot of folks think of Maryland and they just think of the suburbs of Washington D.C. or they think of Baltimore and and the immediate suburbs of Baltimore, but it's certainly not that. It's it's you know very rural, uh, uh, very agricultural. We lived in a farming community. We didn't live in a beach community on the shore, uh, and we loved being there. It was it was fantastic. Uh, though it's interesting to sort of see how the progressive policies that we are dealing with on the national level, how they get translated down to the local level. And, and a lot of the debates that we're seeing about control uh, and about you know forcing people to live in specific areas, you're seeing that all over the country. Uh, we certainly saw it on the shore. They're still having those debates right now. Well, you're still involved with what's going on in the state of Maryland as you host the Andrew Langer Show on WBAL News Radio 1090 out of Baltimore. So while we want to talk about the Eastern Shore, we got to talk about Baltimore. What is the latest with Baltimore? Because we cover well, Baltimore and Maryland here on this show, and often the headlines aren't so good coming out of there. Well, let's let's be really clear. So I do my I do my show on WBAL on Saturdays. I'm also the uh, principal fill-in host, so I'm, I am okay. on a lot during the week. But um, you know. Listen, it's it's fascinating to me because this gets into again this discussion of 
how you know you know progressive policies and the progressive mindset is focused on intentions. Some of them, let's be really clear, some of them are well-intentioned policies. But as I'm fond of saying, uh, the most well-intentioned policies eventually bump up against very real realities. And so we're seeing that this week, for instance, where you know you have the U.S. attorney uh, talking about a regional crime plan in Baltimore this week, while you have leaders in Baltimore who are adamant, Democratic leaders in Baltimore, adamant that the local police departments, local law enforcement, will not cooperate with federal uh, immigration officials. And it came to a head this week where Tuesday, seven members of MS-13, you know, the storied Central American gang, uh-huh. were indicted for a murder in Baltimore County. And yeah, guess what? It turns out six of them have active detainment orders by ICE. And so this is what happens when you will not address the reality on the ground. I mean, just going back a couple of weeks ago. You have a situation in which a young man, a conservative activist, decides he's going to do a cleanup operation uh, in the city of Baltimore. He not only gets no help from the city itself, in fact, the city uh, wound up turning down his request to put a couple of dumpsters out there. Now, they happen to turn it down after he'd already done the cleanup and got the dumpsters both on and off the street. But you have the Baltimore Sun questioning his motives. The man's coming back next week, and, and he's going to be protested. And I don't understand, I you know, can't understand just what it is that folks are going to protest. Somebody wants to come in and help a city that is in dire need of help, uh, and, yet, uh, and yet folks are not going to grasp it. It really is a city that is gripped by its own, um, its own detachment from reality. Well, in addition to catching you on WBAL there in Baltimore, people can also catch you from time to time on a Sirius XM's The Patriot Channel. When can they tune in, Andrew Langer, there on Sirius well, XM? Well, so, so that was more, certainly more often. It's, it's, it's less nowadays. Um, I used to be very, very active and frequent when I um, when, when Cam and Company on NRA TV was, was on Sirius XM. That's a little bit older in my, in my bio, isn't it? I was kind of bummed about that. I also used to do a lot of filling work for Laura Ingram before she went from uh, being, you know, on terrestrial radio into purely a podcast format. Uh-huh. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you know I do I do One American News, which is the uh, relatively new conservative news talk station uh, or news talk TV network. I'm on the Daily Ledger uh, every Thursday. So you can check me out there. Um, but, you know, so I do a lot of these different things. I'm always I'm always keeping busy and frequently spending a lot of time uh, trying to decipher uh, Baltimore politics and Maryland politics for people. Well, we have you on our go-to list when we are have a, yep. when we get stumbled on what's going on there in crab cake country. Hey, we want to ask you about your recent article that you penned at the Washington Times. You, sure. you speaking of radio XM and I guess terrestrial radio, which is what you also are known for with there at WBAL. Hey, you wrote a very good article about how radio still has a purpose. And the title of this article that you can find on the Washington Times website, WashingtonTimes.com, Radio as Strong as Ever. What led you to pin this article here at WashingtonTimes.com? You know, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated National Radio Day, and it, it's, you know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about radio, uh, not just because I do it, but because I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I've been a fan of it for a very long time. Uh, I've got, you know, obviously good friends in radio that I listen to uh, uh, avidly, and not just folks in the D.C. area, but very few in the D.C. area. 
but um, you know, it's it's a situation in which every couple of years you get somebody who is uh, uh, sounding the death knell uh, for radio, whether it's music radio or talk radio. Um, and we've obviously seen changes in the uh, in the business over the last twenty years. You know, gone are sort of the, the mega sort of guy talk shows that were syndicated everywhere. Uh, and obviously, you know, we, we have a situation in which music radio is being uh, competed against by things like Pandora and Spotify and, uh, and other uh, things of, of that nature. But the reality is, uh, so long as uh, cars continue to have AM and FM uh, radio receivers in them, which they're going to continue to do because there's no reason for radio manufacturers to not put them in, um, you know, there will be a, there will be a, a, a life for it. And, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that unlike TV, right, you can sit there and do other things while listening to the radio, especially talk radio. Um, and, and, and there is a, as I like to say, there is a main line, a direct line from what you're hearing into the cerebral cortex. It, it is fear of the mind is, is one way to put it. And so as long as there are good storytellers out there who are able to, you know, capture people's minds, uh, it's going to be there. And, and so I think it's, it's important to talk about it. It's what I do. You know, as, as you said, I teach at William and Mary, um, William & Mary has a college radio station, one of the few college radio stations that not, that's not affiliated with National Public Radio. They do all of their own originating music programming. And so, you know, I've been coaching students over the last few years, and that's one of the things that I talk to them about is the reason why people tune in is because they have a direct connection. You know, John, your listeners tune in to you because they have a direct connection to you. They want to know what you have to say. I know when I've been monopolizing the conversation, not that I apologize. But, you know, it's the same thing with, with you know, personality-driven music radio. People are tuning in because they want to know the connection between the host and the music that they're playing. You know, even on satellite radio, um, you know, if you listen to the classic rock channels, yes, they have, you know, they have storied classic rock DJs on there, but it's because they want to hear what those DJs have to say about whatever it is that they're playing. Uh, that's that's the, the difference. Uh, you know, people are going to always hunger for that personal connection. Right, they're always out there trying to make a personal connection with somebody, and so and, and that's why radio is going to endure. Well, we hope it does endure. But one of the things that's going to help it endure is that personality of things like the Andrew Langer Show, or perhaps this show here, the Y'all Show. And I want to ask you, Andrew, do you think because some of these radio stations out there are more like a jukebox, they have little or no staff, all they do is play music? Are those stations doomed? John, they're not doomed. What'll happen is that they will change formats. You know, that's the, the push pull in the industry is you have folks who they 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 spend they, they want the best ratings that it's not the best ratings period, but it's the best ratings they can get for the least amount of money that they spend. And so that's exactly it. I mean if you see it, it, it is the stark difference. There's a reason why the stations that play, and I'm not going to, I won't have to, don't have to say them, but you know, the, the, the rock stars of the talk radio system, that's why those lineups don't change very frequently. Now, yes, it is less expensive for a local radio station to put on syndicated programming than it is for them to put on something locally originally. And we'll get to this in a second. But the reality is that they will not change. Unlike your, as you said, the jukebox format, jukebox format radio stations will frequently change formats 
because they're going for the next best thing that they can get for the least amount of money that they can spend. So whether it is, you know, transitioning from um, uh, uh, the, the, what do they call it, the, the Jack FM format, you know, the best, the, the, the station the whole office can agree on, even the balls. That kind of inoffensive format to then going to Christian rock or going to soft country or whatever, they're going to, they're, they're just going to be a, a constant switch in that regard. Whereas, you know, the, the, those, those connections that are driven those things. And let me be really clear here. You can't underestimate that indirectly. You know, the, this idea on, you know, folks are clamoring for programming that is locally originating and interactive. The host that they can reach out to, that they can message when we're online, you know, on my show on WBAL, uh, we have a text. You don't have to call the station if you don't want to. You can just text in your thoughts. And my listeners know that I will read, I don't, I don't read every text, but I will read every text that I can, um, you know, no matter how critical of me that that I get, I get doozies and I love, I love the critical, but my listeners love that because there is that interactivity. They get to know who I am and they want to know the reason why folks are tuning in. As I said, John, uh, they're tuning into you because they want to know what you think. They want to know what your perspective is. Um, and they want to make that connection. Again, this article, Radio as Strong as Ever, up at WashingtonTimes.com. Please check it out. A great article. And while we're on the subject, before we shift over to the other hat you wear, let's give a big shout-out to our terrestrial radio stations like WBAL News Radio 1090 that carries the Andrew Langer Show. And, of course, the multiple affiliates the Y'all Show has in Tennessee, Alabama, and in Georgia, and more states to come. Now, let's talk about this other hat that you wear. Andrew, yeah. you're the president of Institute for Liberty. What in the heck is that? Well, I mean, so Institute for Liberty is an organization that's been around for about uh, 14 years. I actually took it over uh, back in 2008 uh, from, from a buddy of mine named Jason Wright. We focus on uh, largely on federal public policy. We do some state policy as well, uh, trying to inject a rational, free market, limited government common sense perspective into things. So, you know, we are what we call a little platoon, uh, which means that we can uh, take an issue that is emerging, uh, uh, focus on it, turn, and as we say, fire for effect. Um, so, you know, if it's some something that's growing, I got out of the business of big organization advocacy because it, it, it you know, was fairly bureaucratic. It would take me a long time uh, to focus on issues. So, you know, here we're talking about things like um, uh, you know, things like healthcare, uh, things like trade policy, uh, things like, uh, uh, uh tech policy and, and, you know, what's going on with the internet, uh, things like, you know, on occasion I talk about radio, but, but again, it's, it's, you know, whatever, uh, whatever issues are emerging that we think are important that need to get talked about. That's what we do. Well, one of the items I know that was a big part of the Institute was giving another side to the Obamacare argument. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and so and understand for me, it's it's personal because my wife is a physician, and I, I didn't do healthcare policy for a very long time, and then my wife started talking about what is known as the physician gap, uh, which is to say that we do not have enough doctors, uh, nurses, and physicians assistants to provide the healthcare that we need, and so what happens if you increase demand for a good, but the supply of that good is dropping? Well, obviously, the price starts to skyrocket. And if you try to artificially keep the price low, well, then that creates a feedback effect. So this is all, this is the thing that, that gets me. And I actually had a conversation with some of my colleagues at William & Mary about this last night. 
You know, everybody focuses on the health insurance side. Obamacare focused on health insurance as opposed to health care, and there's a massive difference. I could give you all, I could grant everybody uh, Andrew Langer health insurance, uh, you know, today and say everybody was fully insured, but it wouldn't mean anything uh, because I, I don't have the care to, to provide. And so the great problem in America is that we're not focusing on, and I hate to use the term supply side because it becomes so loaded, but if, if the only way that you can increase access to care in America while keeping the cost of that care down is by increasing the supply. And that means engaging in trying to produce more doctors and nurses and physicians' assistants. And yet that seems to be completely uh, uh, out of the, the realm of ideas that the, you know, the two dozen Democrats running for president are. And, and sadly, it's largely out of the grasp of understanding of a lot of Republicans out there. And so you know, one of the reasons why healthcare failed on the Republican side is because Republicans couldn't agree on what the problem was. And if you can't agree on what the problem is, then you're certainly not going to agree on a solution. Well, we invite you to go to instituteforliberty.org to learn more about Institute for Liberty, defending America's right to be free. And I got got to ask you, Andrew, I'm on that website, and I don't see your photo there on the homepage, but I see five other individuals' photos there, two of which I recognize, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. The other three, I think I know some of them, but go ahead and help me. Who are those other three, and why are they there? Now you're going to make me pull this up. Hold on. And, and you know, another easy way to do it is to go to ichooseliberty.org. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's sort of the shorthand for it because Institute of Liberty can be a little odd. Oh, so you got Milton Friedman. Okay. Right? So he's the first one. So Milton Friedman is the father, you know, really the father of modern free market economics. Then uh-huh. you've got Thatcher. Uh-huh. Then you've got Reagan. Then you've got Gene Kirkpatrick, who was a, uh, you know, a lion in terms of conservative foreign policy and sort of thoughtful common sense foreign policy. And the final one is the aforementioned Frederick Douglass. Uh, who was a tremendous order and a tremendous advocate for the same kinds of principles of free market, limited government, and individual liberty that we're seeing today. And, and I, you know, it, obviously living on the Eastern Shore as I was at the time that I took over IFL, the legacy of Frederick Douglass uh, was very important to me. Uh, and I think very important uh, for folks to talk about. So, yes, no, that is not Karl Marx uh, on, the, on the cover, though. There is apparently a, uh, uh, a uh, uh, many times a case of mistaken identity. Yeah, and I think this photo has been colorized. I don't think Frederick Douglass was around when color photography existed. So, some arts- no, it's not. That's not. That's not a photograph. I think it's a. I think it's a, uh, a, a lithograph. I don't oh, remember okay. where we got it from. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks good. The website looks good. And yeah. hey, if you don't want to tune in and you should to hear andrew on wbal you also have something called the langer cast how often does that get released yeah so we've been we've been you know it's funny my my colleague at wbal now my colleague at institute for liberty jerry rogers and i we've we've slacked off on it just because we were both in the springtime doing a lot of shifts on wbal so we need to get a new one up there but i will tell you something it is well worth it to go back and check out some of our older podcasts because the same issues that we talk about come up uh, again and again. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's well worth that. In fact, right now, if you go back and look at some of the stuff we did exactly a year ago, talking about what was happening with the Brett Kavanaugh nomination hearings, uh, a, a, a lot of that stuff is circling back, especially as the books regarding the Kavanaugh uh, hearings are coming out right now. Uh, go and go and check them out. All right, everybody, 
go make sure you tune in to Andrew on WBAL and find some of the past podcasts of the Langer cast. And we can't thank you for coming on our show today and giving us an overview of your defense of radio and the other great stuff that you have. Andrew Langer, president of the Institute for Liberty. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. All right. Well, the Y'all Show will continue in the second hour. We're going to have so much fun coming your way. We've got Sports Lanyap and our friend Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and Big 12 Football, will be on. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Round 
round two of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Ding, ding, let's get it going. This is the show all about the Southeast. I'm John Rawl on this Tuesday edition. We've got Matt Hearman's Barrister of Big 12 and Bodacious Barbecue coming up in just a handful of minutes. He's going to walk through what happened in the Big 12 in week two and what's coming up in week three of college football for the Big 12 schools as Texas tries to rebound after their tough loss at home to LSU. Oklahoma heads out to the left coast this weekend. We've got all the info coming up on that. Plus, he kind of had a fun time over the weekend, not just because of college football, but he likes to grill, and we'll find out what Matt Hermans did when it came on Sunday, what he did with the grill and NFL football. What difference is there between cooking for NFL Sundays and college football Saturdays? All of the fun coming up with the barrister in just a few minutes. 803-816-1170 is our telly, and we'll get to some football talk in just a second. But first, let's start off with a little NASCAR news. And we now know the Monster Energy Series playoffs field for the fellows that go fast, extremely fast. Kyle Busch, Joe Gibbs Racing. He's in there. Danny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, who I think just won this past weekend at the Brickyard. Let's see. Joe Logano, he's in there. Brad Koslowski, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, he just snuck in there. Also, you have Alex Bowman, Eric Jones. Kyle, Eric Jones, by the way, won, I think, at Darlington two weeks ago. Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Eric Amarillo, uh, I think that's his name, Clint Boyer, and Ryan Newman. That's your 16 NASCAR drivers that made it in to the field. As we know that going into the Brickyard 400, all of the 16 except for two had been clinched. And that's where Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman earned the last two spots. There are your 16 NASCAR drivers in the Monsters Energy Series playoffs field. And NASCAR this week after racing at the Brickyard last week, they're going to be in Vegas for the race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And running through the final 10 races of the year in this playoff format, they've got Vegas this week. They'll be in Richmond, Virginia at Richmond International Raceway next weekend on September 29th at Charlotte Motor Speedway. October 6th at Dover. October 13th, they're back at Dega as Talladega Super Speedway has the big race there in mid-October. Kansas Speedway with the playoff there October 20th. Martinsville, Virginia there October 27th. November 3rd, they'll be at Texas Motor Speedway. The next to the last race will be in Phoenix on November 10th. And then it all comes to an end at Homestead, Miami where the Monster Energy NASCAR Sub Series at Miami winds things down on november 17th and that's what's going on on the nascar scene in case you have been wondering on monday night football what a classic game last night between the new orleans saints and the houston texans man deshaun watson did everything he could and more to propel that team to victory and the last minute or two of that if you haven't had a chance to go back and see it and just do it it was a great game as the texans drove 75 yards in two plays with no timeouts within uh, 50 seconds. Uh, they only had about 50 seconds left in the game. They did that. They should have won the darn game. But you never give Drew Brees any time if you can, and that's what happened. The Saints were able to march down and got within field goal range, and the kicker for the Saints hit a career-long 58-yard field goal to win it at the buzzer, and New Orleans escapes with a 30-28 to victory over the Houston Texans on 
Monday night football. Now, ain't that fun? What's coming up this week on the NFL schedule? The Thursday night game will be at Bank of America Stadium. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers have a game on the NFL Network. This is the early game this week. And on Sunday, some of the Southern teams in action, the Tennessee Titans will be hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Dallas Cowboys will be heading over to Washington, D.C. for their rivalry with the Redskins. Jacksonville, with a new quarterback in tow, will be traveling to Houston, and Houston tries to win one here on Sunday after slipping on the road at New Orleans. KC will be at Oakland this weekend. The Saints will be at the L.A. Rams. And then the Atlanta Falcons have their home opener on Sunday night football on NBC, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's some of your southern teams in action in the NFL here in week two speaking of nfl after the injury to nick Foles on sunday the jacksonville jaguars have reportedly traded for pittsburgh steelers backup qb and former tennessee vols qb joshua dobbs as the jacksonville jaguars trying to fill that position and right now according to sources they're going to stick with a brand new football quarterback as they've got the mississippi kid who played collegiately for washington state last year gardner Minshew is going to remain the starter in duval county he finished with 22 of 25 passes for 275 yards and two touchdowns on sunday the jags were defeated solidly by the kc chiefs losing 40 to 26 but Minshew, he actually completed his first 12 passes after replacing Foles. And a very good start for the rookie from Mississippi, the mustachioed Minshew. But it looks like the Jags are going to need a backup plan and perhaps someone who will go in there and take over for good if Minshew has any kind of slip up. And that's why they're bringing in Mr. Dobbs, the former Vol quarterback, into Jacksonville to be a backup role for right now. Let's skip over to the college game. And the University of Texas is denying LSU coach Ed Orgeron's claim that there was insufficient air conditioning in the visitors' locker room in Austin at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium as the Texas authorities said that they called Louisiana Tech, which had played there the week before. The athletic director at Texas, Chris Del Conte, released a statement denying the accusations by Ed Orgeron that the air conditioning in the locker room there was not very good, at least. Uh, hey, LSU, you won the game. I don't have any stories of anybody that had heat exhaustion. Go back across that Sabine River and be happy with the W because you had one heck of a win in Austin on Saturday night. Hey, we have some unfortunate news for Aggie fans. Running back Ja'Shawn Corbin, has he's out for the rest of the year after a hamstring injury that he suffered at Clemson over the past weekend. Coach Jimbo Fisher announced that Corbin would miss this whole season. He left the Saturday 24-10 loss to Clemson about midway through the third quarter after he was tackled in a very strange way. He stayed on the ground in pain and was holding his hamstring before he ended up leaving the field. He was a sophomore and was A&M's leading rusher with 137 yards, gaining them mostly in week one against Texas State. But a tough blow for A&M after losing this game at Clemson now with one of the horses on that offense now out for the whole season with a hamstring injury. We know that Jake Bentley is going to be gone for the entire rest of the 2019 season. He's got a broken foot, and Will Muschamp announced that he's indeed going to be out for the rest of the season. 
and the fourth year senior will take a red shirt this fall and will have a season of eligibility remaining if he wants to come back must champ told reporters that jake bentley is going to have surgery this week and is done for the season and he and i talked about that that's must champ and bentley so the reigns of the gamecock football program which hosts the number one or number two alabama crimson tide this weekend and then at the end of the year they got the number one clemson tigers coming into williams bryce stadium redshirt freshman ryan linsky is going to be the quarterback from this point going forward at least in based on what he did this past weekend and the job at qb the gamecocks won 72 to 10 over charleston southern an fcs program by the way but yes he has the uh, control of the gamecock offense right now helinski is the younger brother of the late former washington state quarterback tyler helinski and of course helinski the older helinski unfortunately he committed suicide a few years ago and we'll find out what happens by the way jake bentley his father bobby is the gamecocks running backs coach and so that's a a personal blow to him but but, hey it sounds like jake bentley could be back in columbia as the signal caller next year if he so chooses and finally back to knoxville tennessee with more news about the tennessee vols football program so jeremy pruitt the head coach of the tennessee vols grew up in north alabama grew up in the northeast corner of alabama if you want to get specific and right there on sand mountain is where he's from and well i don't know much how much movie watching goes on on sand mountain alabama but jeremy pruitt says that he thinks he was a student in college back in the 1990s when the the movie titanic came out okay and so he had this titanic reference in his press conference on monday this is about the tennessee vols football program which is and two right now they just lost to byu and things are not good and in his press conference on rocky top on monday pruitt said i think titanic came out maybe when i was in college when the boat starts going down remember all the mice running to the top right we have had a few that left our program but you will figure out who wants to be a tennessee vol and who don't and i can tell you this i want to i know the standards and expectations that we have and the men on our staff and the character that we have you will see the best of the players at tennessee throughout the year that from jeremy pruitt strong statement but according to cbssports.com and their writer they point out in case you aren't a fan of history the titanic was a luxury cruise ship that sank in its maiden voyage in 1912 so apparently jeremy pruitt thinks his program is comparable to the titanic and that's not exactly reassuring if you're a tennessee fan so pretty good point there i don't think it's ever good to compare your own program to the titanic because that didn't turn out too well there in 1912 and that's a look at our college sports lanyap a little variety here on a tuesday the college football talk continues after the break we've got the barrister of bodacious barbecue the barrister of big 12 football matt hermans he's our very special guest and he's coming aboard next stay tuned and don't get off the ship jeremy pruitt and all you other tennessee fans stay aboard we'll throw a life fest out to you Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. 
before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offerings 916-19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist. The only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. Back into the show that's all about the South. This the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. We've got the barrister of barbecue on with us. But we're going to have him right now give us a little Big 12 barrister conversation. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. And Matt Hermans. I'm going through week two of the Big 12 schedule. And my friend, it was a rather rough weekend for Big 12 football. Yeah, not one to necessarily write home about. Um, yeah, early season. Um, a couple games we had talked about the week before kind of played out similar to how we thought, but I'm sure we'll get into those. But yeah, overall, took it on the chin a bit. Uh, if you take away the Oklahoma demolishing of South Dakota and the K-State demolishing over Bowling Green, and Baylor's, let's give them credit. They might have had the most convincing or most the best win of the conference here this past weekend, 63-14 over UTSA. OSU got a win over McNeese. Texas Tech, they demolished UTEP. No surprise there. That's the high marks. The right. low marks were many in the Big 12. And I'll start in Lawrence, Kansas, where Les Miles, his team lost 12-7 to to a not very good Coastal Carolina team. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I love – college football uh, i didn't even know coastal carolina fielded a football team now <laughs> i'm not saying that to denigrate the chanticleers because i am a, i'm a big college baseball fan so i can recall uh them having powerful baseball teams and uh winning a national championship 2016 national champions yeah. out of conway south carolina and it's dustin johnson's alma mater oh yeah okay yeah that's cool so I'm well aware of Coastal Carolina and uh, and their baseball prowess, but did not know they played football. And, uh, you know, maybe Kansas didn't, but now they do. 
uh, and uh, so yeah, I, I mean the 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 less miles era was going to have speed bumps for sure. Kansas just doesn't have a whole lot of D one football players there, honestly. But uh, yeah, it showed up. I mean, pretty brutal loss. I mean, uh, I, I expected. I, I don't expect Kansas to pound anyone this year, but. Uh, yeah, that, that was a that was that's a pretty brutal loss. It, to it's take. one yeah. thing, Matt, to lose to Coastal Carolina. It's uh-huh. another thing to score one touchdown in the first quarter and then you're blanked yeah. the rest of the way. Twelve. Yeah, was this good. was a twelve-seven loss to CCU. Yeah, I was going to say just kind of be not even really competitive on offense uh, throughout most of the game. Uh, that's one of these games you watch. We've all watched them before, where <laughs> you kind of sit there and you think. There's no way this offense can score. <laughs> and it just – it doesn't look like they could score. It just mm. – it didn't look like they would ever be able to score after, of course, the the initial seven. But And they didn't. Um, just kind of inept looking. And, look, I mean, Les Miles is not known for his offensive production uh, just generally. But this is more – this is less uh, – less Les Miles and more – the cupboard there in Lawrence being extremely bare, but uh, yeah, not. I imagine the attendance at Kansas football games would probably drop off after sure. this a little bit. Yeah. Well, seven was also the amount of points Big Twelve member West Virginia got on the road at Columbia, Missouri. Ooh. But WVU at least they didn't score at all until the fourth quarter. They finally got on the board. They lost thirty-eight to seven to Mizzou. I don't know if you had a chance to see that, but Kelly Bryant who was a little bit shaky in his first game at Wyoming, comes back strong in this one, and Missouri gets the win over the Big 12's Mountaineers. Yeah, um, absolutely dominated that game, too. The the uh, the score for West Virginia was at the end of the game when when there was no, no doubt about what was going to happen. Uh, so, you know, uh, we've talked a little bit about coaching changes, and uh, Dana Holgerson obviously no longer there. Uh, to be fair to Neil Brown, um, a lot of their talent on offense left. Will Greer's not there any anymore. Um, you know, Dana obviously the architect of the offense. They've got David Sills, who was kind of a a stud wide receiver there for a lot of years, no longer there either. So, I mean, they're not dealing with the the same level of offensive talent, but uh, you expected more out of. Um, out of uh, Neil Brown's offense, uh, Austin Kendall transfer from Oklahoma, highly recruited dude, uh, did not did not play well. Um, looked very disjointed. Um, again, not not looking to pile on Neil Brown. I did. I have seen offenses that look like that before when Neil Brown was at uh, my alma mater a few years ago, where they just looked kind of incompetent. But um, your you alma know, mater, maybe, you're not talking about Troy. You're talking about another. No, 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 no. He's been very good at Troy, and of course, if people who have followed his career at all know that this that was his second stint at Troy. So he he uh, he was the uh, at Troy, and then ended up at Texas Tech under Tommy Tuberville, ran the offense at Texas Tech, went back to Troy uh, as head coach, and now of course at West Virginia. So two stops at Troy. Both of his stops at Troy. A vastly superior production to his P5 stops. And, of course, he's very, very early on with West Virginia, but a little bit reminiscent of some of the offensive performances that I've seen in the past. Um, So hopefully he gets it together and West Virginia can improve because they looked horrendous. And uh, 
and Missouri had looked horrendous the week before. Yeah. And Missouri looked like Missouri looked like Alabama. Yeah. So uh, and and yeah, it just we're still early in the season. Yes, we are. The big game in week two was Texas at DKR hosting LSU, and in the end, LSU survives 45-38. Your thoughts on this top 10 showdown there in Austin? Uh, pretty much went pretty much went the way I thought it would go. Uh, pretty much um, I would describe it as a heavyweight battle. I mean, these are two pretty good football teams. I think if you watched the game, you, you would agree that these are two pretty good football teams. Maybe not um, – top three or top five caliber football teams, but good football teams. Um, they probably a little bit more scoring than I thought. I expected this to be a little bit more of a defensive battle, but, uh, you know, the Texas offense got rolling after a while and Joe Burrow looked good. We've talked a little bit about him uh, being maybe the, the, the first uh, capable quarterback there of getting the ball down the field since um, a, a while, maybe Oh three or so, but, uh, he looked good. LSU offense actually looked uh, very good. Um, Texas looked good too. Uh, I just figured, you know, I think we 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 were choosing uh, choosing pets last week, and I think I chose the cat for the week. And I figured it would come out um, similar to that. I figured LSU would win the game, but I thought it would be close, and I thought it would be hard fought. So, uh, and I'm not terribly surprised. These both these teams have a lot of talent. Um, LSU is a little bit further along uh, than Texas, but you can see. Uh, the improvements in the Texas Longhorns that Tom Herman is kind of engineering there. They they showed some spark, and uh, and it went about the way I thought. I thought it was a pretty well-matched good game. Yeah, I mean, Texas showed that even with a loss, this is a team that has the potential to have a really good year, yeah. and just because they lost this early season matchup to LSU doesn't rule them out of the national championship picture. If they can win the rest of the way, I, I think they've got a good shot to get in that playoff. Yeah, if this is the only loss they have, and LSU, to me, looks like a very good football team. So, yeah, I mean, if this is the only loss they have, they're certainly not not out. And, and I've picked uh, – I've, I've thought Texas had a good chance of winning the Big 12 Conference since the beginning of the year. I still do. Um, LSU, I think, is going to be one of the better teams in the SEC uh, this year. So, uh, I, think, uh, I think it was a good game, and I think uh, if you're a Texas Longhorn fan, then – you know, the loss stings, but uh, there's a lot to be excited about, I would say. How would you stack up Burrow and Ellinger? Would, are they just as good, both Ooh. of them? I mean, I think if uh, they're different. I mean, uh, Burrow is, is kind of a – seems weird talking about an LSU quarterback, but he's kind of a pure passer. Um, the interesting story there is that Tom, Tom Herman, when he was still at Ohio State, apparently advocated very, very – uh, strongly for Ohio State to offer Joe Burrow um, back when he was still there prior to coming to Texas. And uh, so he, he was a fan of, of this guy as well. He kind of saw something there. Uh, but, no, I think they're different quarterbacks. Uh, Burrow, again, really nice, pure passer, really like the way he delivers the ball, accurate, um, pretty impressive guy. Ellinger, a little more – uh, less prototypical, I would say. Um, a good runner. I mean, you saw Ellinger put his head down, and, and um, when he does that, you know, he, he's a, he's got some pretty good feet, but he's also carries a load with him. He's not afraid to, to kind of bring the, the shoulder pads uh, as a runner as well. So I've always looked at Ellinger a little bit more in a Jalen Hurts style mode. Joe Burrow is more of a kind of a taller, 
uh, center, pocket passer. I like both of them quite a bit. Uh, I'm still a fan of Ellinger at quarterback. Um, he played pretty well for the most part, but yeah, he's a little bit different, you know, uh, a little bit more Tim Tebow to him, maybe, uh, although a better passer than Tebow, but he's not afraid to mix it up with his legs. Uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of that from Burrow. But good quarterbacks, both sides. Yeah, if Horn fans, if they woke up Sunday still mad about Saturday night's game, what would they be angry about? Well, uh, you know, maybe that the offense didn't start clicking until kind of the midway through the second quarter. I mean, uh, it's one of those things you hate to – excuses are a dime a dozen. Everybody's got one. But, you know, you kind of got the feeling in that game that that Texas started hitting their stride. Um, in the second half, as the game went on, um, you kind of felt like uh, they were getting into gear and kind of finding, uh, started clicking a little bit. So I don't know, maybe you'd like another 10 minutes on the clock, but uh-huh. uh, no, I don't, you know, I don't know. One one side of me says you wish the Texas defense would have played better against the LSU offense. And I think if this was LSU of even maybe two years ago, maybe even last year, I think that would be frustrating for you. But Again, you've got a pretty good quarterback there at LSU and an offensive system that fits him, and he's going to score 40 points on on more than one team this year. So, um, yeah, I would say if you had anything to complain about, maybe the defense being a little bit disappointing. But, again, this LSU offense is not the LSU offense that we've seen before. It's a lot better. All right, it's week three of Big 12 football as KU Friday night lights at Chestnut Hill to take on Boston College. And then football Saturday in the Big 12, K-State and M-State. That would be Kansas State at Mississippi State. NC State travels to Morgantown to take on the Mountaineers. Oklahoma State, they don't have to give too far. they got to go to Chapman Stadium in Tulsa to take on the Golden Hurricane on this football Saturday. It's the Cyhawk Trophy on the line in Ames as the Hawks Hawkeyes visit the Big 12's Iowa State Cyclones. TCU will be at Purdue. Oklahoma has the Troy Aikman Bowl against UCLA. And Texas goes to Houston at NRG Stadium, where they will try to beat Rice for another time. I don't think Rice has won since the early 90s in this matchup. Texas Tech will be out in Tucson to take on the Wildcats. Let's kind of go through the lineup here on this weekend's lineup of games. Matt Hermans, K-State and Mississippi State. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, should be an interesting game. Kansas State um, obviously beating up on some lesser competition, but uh, scoring 52 points has been a long time since Kansas State was able to score that amount. Mississippi State, uh, tough at home. Uh, I might take Mississippi State in a squeaker, but this might be two teams that match up well, kind of uh, smash mouth on both sides of the ball. I kind of like this matchup. Yeah, this is the early game on ESPN. And then West Virginia tries to make things a little bit more acceptable in the mountains as the Wolfpack out of the ACC come into Milan Pusker Stadium. Your thoughts? Will the Mountaineers wash away what happened last week and clean things up this week? Uh, I've watched two West Virginia games so far. I haven't seen anything. You watched that James Madison game? (laughs) I watched the highlights. After we talked about it, I went back and, and looked up some of the – there wasn't a whole lot of highlights, though, but uh, there's not a whole lot to like about West Virginia right now. Until okay. they turn something around, uh, yeah, I'll take the wolf time. All right, Oklahoma State rides about an hour east of Stillwater into Tulsa for a game here on this football Saturday. It's going to be on ESPN2, the Americans, Tulsa Golden Hurricane, hosting the Big 12's Cowpokes. What's up with this one? Yeah, uh, the big rivalry, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, of course, nowhere near a coast, which is hilarious. 
Are and, you are uh, you joking when you say big rivalry? <laughs> I am sort of. Tulsa likes to. Uh, Tulsa would love to beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State would just love to get, get past the game. But um, really interesting little campus there in Tulsa. Kind of a cool school to visit. Everything looks like a castle. Real small stadium. Interesting school. Can't believe they can actually field a, a competitive football team, but they do some years. And uh, this should be interesting. But Oklahoma State will roll. All right. Then you got the Cy Hawk Trophy, and Iowa goes into Ames, where just two weeks ago, the Cyclones barely escaped in triple overtime over not Iowa, but northern Iowa. Are things going to be a little bit better for the mm-hmm. Cyclones here in this one? Well, this is always – we kind of talked last week about these Iowa schools, whether it's northern Iowa, eastern Iowa, northwest Iowa, Tech University, whatever it may be. Those aren't real schools, of course, but uh, they, they battle. They, they, they might be on the Dr. Pepper commercial. That's true. Fansville, yeah. No, they <laughs> battle hard. Iowa State and Iowa hate each other. Um, this is usually a really good game. I would say this is going to be a seven-point game one way or the other. Okay. Um, yeah, these Iowa schools, they just they just pound on each other. It's pretty wild. That's right. That's where we do football right in Iowa, right? Yeah, Iowa and football, just like uh, Maryland. Credit <laughs> football, Iowa football. That's right. Hey, give somebody over in West Lafayette, Indiana, a lot of credit. They've done a good job scheduling non-conference opponents over the last few years. They just had Vanderbilt yeah. go into Ross-Ade Stadium. I know Missouri was there last year. And now this year, not only is Vanderbilt going into Indiana to take on the Boilermakers, but TCU has packed its bags and is going to be playing in West Lafayette on this football Saturday. Can the Horn Frogs pull off the win there in Big Ten country? Uh, the Horn Frogs have, we haven't talked a lot about TCU, uh, but they have actually struggled. You wouldn't necessarily look at the final score and think they've struggled with these these teams the first couple of weeks, but it's taken a long time for that TCU offense to get going. They've got, still have question marks at, at quarterback. I'm not sure the starting quarterback has even been determined there at TCU yet, uh, but, um, you know, I don't know. Hadn't been impressed with TCU so far, but Patterson will go on the road. This is kind of a throwback to what they used to do when they were in Mountain West Conference. They would go and play anywhere, anytime, uh, any you know, any any place, right? They did, that's kind of their thing. Pack the bags, we'll be there. You want to play us, we'll go. This is kind of a toss back to that. So I think Purdue uh, is going to have. They've got a, they've got a little bit to play for this year. They 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 lost kind of a a, uh, a super fan there. Uh, recently and i think they've dedicated the season to him and you know sometimes that goes a long way at least uh you know for motivation's sake tcu not been impressive i would i would uh, look for purdue to come out strong and for tcu to struggle this could be a game that comes down to the very end in my opinion all right boiler up perhaps that game on the big 10 network then out in the rose bowl maybe the most uh, if tennessee is bad i don't know what you would categorize ucla they're zero and two and chip kelly is just having a rough time there in hollywood and the bruins have oklahoma coming in this weekend i can't imagine things are going to improve for the bruins with the Big 12's Sooners paying a visit. Yeah, I um, I actually had to uh, to Google and make sure Chip Kelly was still the coach there. <laughs> hey, hey, you better Google again. It, it might have changed. <laughs> I mean, every 10 minutes, I mean, I might need to check. Uh, that offense is absolutely uh, horrendous out there, and you don't expect that from Chip. Well, if you remember the old Oregon teams at Chip Kelly, this is more like the Washington. This is more like the NFL version of Chip Kelly. <laughs> but uh, I don't think UCLA wanted the NFL version. I think they wanted the Oregon version. But uh, 
Yeah, UCLA does not look good, and Oklahoma looks very good. Uh, I don't think there's going to be many people in the stands there after halftime. Well, take me or down. maybe even a kickoff. Uh, that's true, and you better Google again. It might have changed in the last five seconds. Hey, let's go down to the cactus country as Texas Tech rides in from Lubbock into Tucson for a game at Arizona Stadium against the Wildcats of Arizona. And your thoughts on this Saturday night spectacle on ESPN? Yeah, this will be a, a little bit of a flashback. Kevin Sumlin, of course, the former A&M uh, head coach, uh, connections to Cliff Kingsbury, of course. Uh, there's all kinds of different ties here. Kevin Sumlin's certainly familiar with the Big 12. Um, so Arizona has no defense there at all, but they, uh, they've been able <laughs> defense to Defense optional. Defense optional, for sure. This is, again, Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M. A&M fans will remember that. Um, particularly with Johnny Manziel. They didn't play any defense then. They just played a lot of offense. And at Houston as well, uh, mostly offense. And now Arizona looks to be built that same way. But as much, and of course, Texas Tech, a team not known for its defense either. But Arizona has scored a million points. They they scored, I think, half a million last night, or, or pardon me, this last weekend. So they've managed to, uh, you know, they've, they've held serve on the, the home turf there. So I, this should be a high-scoring game. This is not going to be – this is not the Texas Tech team that that, uh, that you think of that would go in there and score 70 and lose by five to Arizona. This is a, a team that looks to be a little bit more balanced. Uh, the defense for Texas Tech has looked a little bit better, although the competition should be considered as well. So um, this will be a great test for that defense. Arizona looks to have a formidable offense and no defense. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting in the desert. Um I look for a high-scoring game, and probably not as high-scoring as you think, somewhere in the 40s on both sides. And, um, yeah, this will be a test. I would expect Arizona to to go ahead and squeak this one out just by virtue of the offense and that Texas Tech defense not being tested at all so far. All right, and the big matchup Saturday night on CBS Sports Network as Texas tries to rebound from their loss to LSU. They go into Houston, and there they take on the Rice Owls. And, Matt, I want to ask you about this game that's going to be played at NRG Stadium. Will Rice pull the upset? Will Conference USA knock off the Big 12? Well, let me say something. I'm going to go. Are you ready for this? Um Rice is going to win on SAT scores, but they're not going to win the football game. So, um, yeah, but, you know, hey, that's what Rice expects, right? Great, great university. They're not going to beat Texas. Texas is going to have their way with them. And uh, the NRG Stadium is going to be a sea of orange. Uh, The only, aside from, again, aside from, uh, you know, applications and SAT scores, the Rice band uh, may uh, may have a good time. They usually have a nice little mockery of the other team's uh, mascot and traditions. That's kind of one of the traditions that Rice, uh, Rice is known for. So, you know, the band may have a shot to win half. I'll uh-huh. give them that. All right. Well, in case you haven't tuned in to see the Owls play football in the last couple of years, they got rid of their longtime coach, and in his second season is Mike Bloomgren. What do we know about him? He's, by the way, got a career coaching record of .154. He's 2-11. and 11. Well, that's the, that's that was going to be my answer. You don't really know a heck of a lot about him. His, his resume uh, is, is less than a page, put it that way. So, um, 
you know, Rice has gone through. I mean, Rice is one of those uh, one of those schools. Really, really great campus. Really great academics. Great reputation, particularly in the Houston area. Haven't had a lot of success on football since since I've been born. Uh, so uh, it's been a little while. Uh, they've had they had David Bailiff there before, who was a South or a, a Texas State. Uh, alum and a, and a coach that brought some offense and triple option and did all kinds of different things, trying to kind of emulate a Georgia Tech or Army. They had a little bit of success, made a bowl game or two, but uh, Bloomgren, yeah, I mean, there's nobody knows much about the guy. He's making, he's cutting his teeth here at Rice. This is like essentially one of those programs uh, that you would go to do that to determine uh, what your legacy is going to be. So, um, you know, I wouldn't judge him or his program uh, by the Texas game. They're not gonna not gonna have a chance in that one. But hey, we'll see. Like I say, it's kind of a you know half page resume, and we'll see how it pans out over the years. Yeah, it's been a few years since it was the glory days of Rice football. The 2013 Conference USA champ Rice right. Owls, and that's w- right. That was a season they went and played Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl. It lost that one. They actually won the Hawaii Bowl of 2014. So. Maybe Rice will get it cooked up good here against Texas this weekend. But that's what's on tap for your week three of Big 12 football. We're not done with Matt Hermans. When we come back, we've got to switch over from the gridiron to the grill. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue continues after the break. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. To y'all talk with a southern accent, we've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and Big 12 football with us, Matt Hermans. Hey, if you want to ask Matt a question or give him a tip, he welcomes that. The number to do that is 803-816-1170. You go to our website, y'all.com, and you can interact with the barrister as well on that front. And we now, Matt, I have to congratulate you. Not only do we have college football in full swing, 
as we get ready to have week three this weekend. We got NFL football going on, which may not be quite as exciting for you, but football aplenty is in the air. Yeah, football aplenty for sure. I did watch some, uh, I did watch a little bit of NFL this last week. I had a couple interests that uh, I wanted to scratch, some itches that I wanted to see, or uh, <laughs> vice versa, whatever that may be. Uh, so, yeah, I did watch a little bit of the program. I usually don't, but I did this last weekend. Well, so. congratulations. I hope it all, I hope your scratch worked out well for you <laughs> it did i just you know i had some curiosity related to some coaches and players so yeah. no good weekend good football weekend all right well i want to ask you is there any difference when you get the grill ready or get the party going for football games is there a difference between what goes for college versus nfl absolutely because you know you, you never have you never have a a, a tie with the college feast. that's true and we uh, had one sunday with the detroit lions <laughs> and mr kingsbury of the arizona cardinals the former head coach at texas tech yeah exactly so uh by the way did you yeah, see that you, game i did yeah, i thought I did. that might be one of the ones you were tuning in to see yeah i did i wanted to see how that panned out and uh what a what a crazy deal it just leaves me thinking uh why don't they just adopt the college rules nobody wants to see a tie um you know, I think Bum Phillips, the old Oilers coach, said the tie's like kissing your sister or something like that. It's just which I've never done. Not, I've never done that. No, no, no. I wouldn't know. I mean, you'd have to ask Bum, uh, or you can't anymore. Well, you, I, I know, I know, I know. I didn't kiss my sister, Matt, because I don't have any, and I know you've got <laughs> at least one. So you probably, I, I bet you, you've kissed your sister at one point. Oh, I'm sure I was forced to at some some time in my life, but you know, hey. Did it, like is, Did it feel like a tie? Did it feel like a tie? You know, kind of. It's just kind of <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, it. Uh, so the yeah, the, the NFL tie is just a weird deal and anticlimactic. So yeah, I would say the difference is you know if you go out there and follow the grill up on Saturday, you know you're going to have a win or shoot. You know, hopefully you don't, but maybe you have a loss. What you're not going to have is a, a tie. lukewarm tie. Exactly. You're not going to have Switzerland. Pretty. <laughs> you're not gonna have yeah it ain't gonna be neutral it's gonna be greater you know a loss and uh yeah you you will exactly switzerland i can't top that that's pretty good <laughs> hey i'm no barrister but i, I try but one other <laughs> thing about pr- the pros is oftentimes they're going to be on sunday so I, I don't know about you but a lot of people don't have the kind of time and energy on a sunday they might have on a saturday or the excitement perhaps yeah, I, I I tend to agree with that, and that's kind of uh, I I do agree. I got other things, uh, you know. I I kind of put off honeydews and stuff like that for Sunday because I know I'm not going to be glued to the TV. I, some people will be. I understand that, but everybody's you got you got work coming up on Monday. You know, you don't want to go too crazy and have have too much fun because you know you're going to have to get up and and back to the grind on Monday. Whereas Saturday you got that nice Sunday cushion, so. Um, you know, a lot of people go to church as well. And, uh, you know, when I get back from church, it's usually 1130 or so. So you're kind of late in the day and, um, you know, you get a late start. So it's maybe not the best time for a long, low smoke. You're not going to put a pork butt on there and, and, you know, microwave it for six hours at 700 degrees. You're not going to do that. So, uh, some reason I think Sunday lends itself better to grilling than it does smoking. So, uh, that's what I usually do. I usually grill. That's what we did on Sunday. We did some steaks and some veggies and 
things like that. And it was great. Uh, but you like, you know, I like to wrap it up early on Sunday, uh, get ready for work on Monday, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I don't think Sunday lends itself to kind of the same relaxed kind of party atmosphere that Saturday does, in my humble opinion. Yeah. On your grilling schedule, what is the length of time on average between when you go out there, fire up the grill, and when you walk away and you're totally done with the grilling area? Well, yeah, it depends on what you're doing. I did a... Well, you said you made steaks. Yeah, I made steaks and veggies. So I grilled up the veggies before. That didn't take more than 10, 15 minutes after they're seasoned and oiled up. Uh, Then you do a little quick uh, uh, grill brush, scrub down, throw the steaks on there. I like mine medium rare, so that's... You know, you got a hot charcoal. That's about two and a half minutes on each side for a medium rear ribeye, which is what I did. So, I mean, it's quick. Then, of course, you got to let your steak rest. But between getting the charcoal started, getting the veggies and steak cooked, I mean, you're talking half an hour. That's a pretty quick turnaround, uh, you know, on a Sunday. Okay. Well, that's the definite change from you doing the ribs on Saturday, which are an all-day affair. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Saturday. Get started early got all day you gotta worry about it you know keep it beat up pop some tops and yeah it's all good all right the difference between nfl and college the difference between grilling and smoking Ooh, i like that that's but, an analogy that i can work with but if you can smoke them smoke them if you got them and that's what you encourage for <laughs> college football saturdays right absolutely absolutely that's awesome well i'm glad that the steaks turned out well are you a guy that gets offended if someone comes to your place and has one of your steaks and says hey hey matt uh you got any a1 over there in the in the fridge i can borrow <laughs> you know that, that 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 won't drive me that crazy what will drive me crazy is somebody who wants that steak well done i'll just be like hey listen you need to go but uh no no the a1 in fact, my wife has been known to like A1, so I can't say too much about it, uh, you know. Uh, so, no, that's not going to bother me. I like people to like their – I want people to enjoy the steak, and if that requires a steak sauce, by all means. Well, can I make a confession, Father? I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Did you know that I'm bi-steakual? Oh my goodness. I like steak with A1 and I like steak without A1. If it's a good cooked steak and well seasoned, I, I can go both ways, A1 or not. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're pretty progressive. Does that offend you? Um, I can't stand for it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, we've evolved as a society and you need to be accepting of people who are bi steakual. And that's what I, I am. It's 2019. I know yeah, it is, no, uh, and I like yeah. it. But I'll tell you what, I'm also I don't see how anybody could eat what you called a well done steak. But I kind of like my steaks medium well. Is that a does that offend you? As long as there's some pink in there, you know that that would probably be over over what I like. But as long as it's not gray, uh, I think. I think we're on the same team here. All right. <laughs> hey, we're on the same team, baby. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and the master of diversity. We love it. I appreciate everything you <laughs> offer here. And, hey, I'm talking about diverse. We just talked about Big 12 football with you, and then we talked about steaks and all of the kind of fun stuff. So that that's what you get here on the Y'all Show. We appreciate you, sir. 
I feel very enriched and I'll wait wait till the next time. I can't wait. All right. Well, that will wrap up our Tuesday y'all show with the barrister. Hey, make sure you tune in on Wednesday. We're going to have a lot of good information coming from the Atlantic Coast Conference. Clemson is heading to Syracuse this weekend and Jonathan Leifheit is going to help us well, is Clemson going to be able to win up there? Last time they were in the Carrier Dome, they had a big old L when they traveled back to Clemson, South Carolina. We've got ACC Talk, plus we've got Hashtag, Hullabaloo, and our friend in Nashville, Precious Harris, will be on with the Nashville Music Line. That's all your way on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the show that's all about the South. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got. Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.